I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome to Jack's Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jack's Drive Time starts right now. Welcome into Jaguars Drive Time, and it's Thursday morning. Ashlyn, Brian, and John here with you as we get ready to head to Los Angeles on Saturday, going on a shorter trip this season, a bunch of analytics that goes into that. But we are ready for a big game this Sunday against the Chargers, a very tough matchup for the Jaguars. Should we just get right into big things? We have lots to discuss. Wait, what? You don't want to say hi, Brian? Hi, hi John. Brian. How hi, are John. You? See, hi, Ash. We have to do that, but I've also talked to you for the past 20 minutes. So I have to say hello <laughs> again. Enough. On the show. That's a big that's a big bucket full. It is. It really is. It's a lot to do. All right. Big thing one is commitment to the run. Kinda. Some people asking why didn't we see more of James Robinson and Travis Etienne in the big win over the Colts last week? Well, I think we're gonna have to say get used to this, people. This is what this running game is going to look like. Maybe a little bit more, right, Coach Peterson? No, I, I thought I thought honestly, I mean I know the yard per carry or yard per attempt was, you know, just over two, but I thought it was effective enough, though, to, to open up some of the some of the little play action stuff, some of the drop back uh, passes, things of that nature. And quite honestly, you know, it you saw commitment to the run, right? And, and how how our offensive line, you know, took charge right there. But sometimes it's not so much the yards per carry as much as you just got to commit to it and stick to it because it does open up some other things in your offense. Big thing two is so what, now what? This is my new saying for life. I love this. Coach Peterson has been telling his team this since the start of training camp, and it is especially true this week as this team is moving on to week three. It's the so what, now what mentality, right? And, you know, we don't really care. You know, wins are great in this league and they're hard to come by, and we, we like them. But, um, you know, again, it's my job to make sure that the goals and the ambitions and the things that we're trying to get done stay in front of the football team and you know keep pushing the team to get better uh, challenge the team to get better uh, challenge the coaches to continue to get better and find ways to improve and and um, it's a long long season you hear that all the time but it really is and uh, it's just one game you know but uh, we got a long way to go and big thing three is an interesting note. Trevor Lawrence is 0-9 on the road. The only quarterback to lose his first nine road starts and win his 10th is Peyton Manning, who beat the Chargers week three in his 
second season. Kind of weird. NFL Research pointed this out yesterday. Trevor Lawrence isn't worried about that note or also going to the West Coast to play a game. That's not something we talked about necessarily. That's just the way, you know, Coach Peterson does it. And um, for me, I don't have a ton of experience with these games. So um, he's found success doing that, and I'm all for it. You know, I think that's – I think it makes sense. You know, you don't really have enough time to adjust anyway, so you might as well keep your schedule the same. Go out there, you know, do, do most of your prep here. Go out there, play the game, come home. Um, so it makes sense to me. But, no, I mean, we're, we're looking forward to this matchup. Obviously, it's a great team that we get a chance to, to go play in L.A., and um, we're excited for that opportunity. And that is big things. A little eerie, right? Big thing three, that the only quarterback to win his 10th game and it's the Chargers the same week as Trevor Lawrence playing the Chargers. I don't think that's a coincidence. Well, well um, we tackle this one because I wasn't sure what to make of it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can tell you that when Peyton beat the Chargers in 99, uh, they didn't have Justin Herbert. <laughs> well, they did, but he was two. Um, they Mike didn't Williams, have Keenan Allen. Yeah, I mean, so, so obviously everybody knows – it doesn't really apply that much, but it is interesting. I make a good storyline. Uh, Trevor said the other day that the, uh, really the only quarterback he followed growing up was Peyton Manning. So maybe Peyton you know, could uh, pass on some advice on how to win that game against the Chargers in week three of his second yeah. season. Play really well. In 1999. Don't, yeah. don't, don't turn the ball over. Right. Um, you know, let's go back to the top, Ash. Um, the commitment to the run, and we talked about it. Doug is not the guy who is going to say – uh, run pass mix or balance like Tom Coughlin used to around here or a lot of other coaches do he's only worried about what he has to do to get the win and he must have said this three or four times yesterday and Monday hey it's going to change week to week I only care about getting the win it'll change but the interesting part is this week John they've got to run the ball you've got to be able to effectively run the ball to keep Bosa and Mac from just having a field day your tackles are playing okay Right, Juwan Taylor's really playing well, but he hasn't seen Joey Bosa yet. So you've got to be able to run the ball this week. Well, they're not going to run the ball more than they did last week. They ran 37 times, and they threw 30. Uh, it's been almost diametrically opposed the first two weeks. Right. I think that's Doug's point is whatever it takes. Now, they wouldn't have run as much last week, except in the fourth quarter they're they had the game in hand. Why wouldn't you? Um, in the NFL these days, the run is important, but – I covered Peyton Manning forever in the modern passing game, right? So that was really where I learned a lot about it. Peyton used to talk about it all the time. It's not so much important to run as it's important in this day and age to make the other team believe you are going to run, to establish the threat of the run. So I definitely think Doug agrees with that. You saw that in the first drive of the third quarter against Washington. He came out. James Robinson once, James Robinson twice, 15 yards, play action to Christian Kirk. That's why it's important to run. The other team has to believe you want to do it. Right. And this week it's important to make them believe you want to do it. Otherwise, Bosa and Mack create havoc. Right. And Travis Etienne in the locker room yesterday said, of course, you know, as a running back, I'd love to get all the carries in the world and I'd love to be the highlight of every game. But we also need to win a game. And it's obviously much more important to do that. 100%. Even if Travis Etienne doesn't get the carries that everyone's asking for. So I have two high school football players uh, at home. I might have written, so what, now what, on the whiteboard in the kitchen. Did you? Yeah. I thought it was really cool. I never heard it said just like that. And uh, John said the other day, we've been covering this league a long time. I've never heard it put just like that, mm -hmm. but I loved it. Mm -hmm. I just, so what, now what? And I think that speaks so much to Doug, who is so focused on what he's doing today 
you don't you, it's hard to get him to think about Sunday right now. It's hard to get him to talk about Sunday right now because he's thinking about Thursday. Mm-hmm. I just I different. appreciate that. It's subtly different than my motto, which is just what? <laughs> well, I thought, truthfully, when he said it yesterday, I thought that there was just this creation that he just came up with. And I was like, my gosh, that's awesome. Did he just think of that? And then I went and talked to our producers. And Trent, who shoots mic'd up for us in training camp, says, oh, no, he's been saying that all of training camp. Right. And this is something that he's preached since August. Well, and he probably heard it all those years ago when he was an undrafted rookie in Miami. I mean, it's so much of football is gin rummy, right? You pick up the cards off the, the discard pile. It, it, there's not a whole lot new. But um, it's new in Jacksonville, and I just I just spoke at the Ponte Vedra Rotary Club, so shout out to those folks in Ponte Vedra. And I used the so what, now what conversation, and everybody's eyes perked up. You know what I mean? They're like, wow, I love that. Which just goes to show you that sometimes something new just grabs people's attention. Mm-hmm. And, and I bet there will be other parents who will be writing that on the board. Yeah. Go prove it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you won last week. What are you going to do now? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do this week? Um, and, John, I think it's been interesting because I talked to Foyer Luacon in the, the locker room yesterday. You know, the maturity level of a team that's coming off just an absolute beating of a, of a division rival that, um, you know, that's the, the, the forerunner in the AFC South. You might be feeling yourself, you know, and you're getting on an airplane. You're feeling good. Quarterback played his best game. Your defense looks good. Uh, they're not focused on that. They're, they're focused on what they've got in front of them, which is a Los Angeles Chargers team that if everybody's healthy, and they're not, but if everyone's healthy, I think is, I mean, it's right there with Buffalo and Kansas City, maybe just slightly behind mm-hmm. Buffalo and Kansas City as the very best in the AFC. So I, I like the maturity level. I like the, the atmosphere in the locker room. Now, I did notice there's something different in that locker room. There's a little confidence that we haven't seen in a while. Um, and that's nice, but I don't think it's overconfident. They did a nice job, and I know we'll move on. Uh, it's hard to do when you're rebuilding a team because you know you want to build your eventual core through the draft. But this team did a nice job in the offseason, if you think about it, of bringing in free agents who are not only leaders, but who could play. Because it doesn't matter if you can lead yeah, if you, you can't, can't play. play. Mm-hmm. So you've got Brandon Sheriff. You've got now got Marvin Jones and Christian Kirk. You've got Evan Ingram. All these guys, are, you know, and, and you don't really need it in the running back room that much. You do, but it, it's... It, a running back room often is just young guys who can just play. So you can't have it a quarterback, really, because you want Trevor Lawrence to be the guy. Everywhere else on the team, they brought in veterans who can lead, who can get that message across, and they can play. So uh, interestingly, nice job of roster construction in the offseason on that front. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you have that leader or that veteran presence in every single position room now at the team. I'm sure that is not a coincidence. That well, that yeah, Foya Luacon, and, and I want to throw Foley Fatakasi because I, I, yeah. I know you mm-hmm. went back and watched the tape. And, and these are the – you can't see it when you just watch it on TV. you got to go back and, and really get the end zone copy to see how dominant a guy Foley Fatakasi mm-hmm. is. To watch him take on the center, shed the guard, and make the play. Now, he doesn't get the tackle. Trayvon Walker comes over the top and makes the tackle, but he made the play. Right. right? Talk about a guy who's a leader. Fatakasi is impressive. Mm-hmm. Who's not going to get the credit for it always. No, no. And, and, and now there are more services for people to go back and watch it. So if you got it, go watch the end zone copy on that one and just watch how he dominates it. Mm-hmm. And that is big things when we come back on Jaguars Drag Time. We go around the locker room on the Jaguars Digital Network. Fields Auto Group Jacksonville. Step up to luxury. FieldsAuto.com. We are back, Jaguars Drive Time. It is Thursday. We have a big locker room period 
Wednesday afternoons where you get all everything we need to know coming up for this upcoming game. So let's go around the locker room and a couple players echoing the same sentiment from head coach Doug Peterson of the so what, now what saying. As a professional team and as us, we have to move forward. You know what I'm saying? We expect to win. Like I said, man, I think this team is built to win, so we expect to win. So we, we have to learn how to win and then learn how to move forward to get another one, and another one, another one, and fight adversity when needed. Uh, so, I mean, that's, my, our, that's our mentality. That's my mentality for sure, and, uh, you know, we're, we're ready for this challenge this week. Definitely. I just feel like that's a mentality you have to have in the NFL. Uh, so what, now what? I would say it means to me just uh, say I made a great play. So what, who cares? We're going to make another one. Uh, and I would say that's the mentality we have. We won a game last week, so what? We win another one. And uh, that's how we're going to try to attack uh, each and every week. Uh, so what now? What? Love it. Players. You know, I'd love to see. Hmm. I would love to see during contract time, Trent Balky go, ah, so what now? What? That. That's so what now what now, fellas. I don't think that's a very good idea. Yeah, could rebound on you. I don't think that would be echoed the same sentiment. Yeah. But it just goes to, to the point that, that we made in the last block, which was this is a football team, young as they are, right? They're the third youngest team in football. Uh, they understand that they haven't really done anything yet. You, you beat the Colts at home, and I've said I don't think the Colts are that good um, I, based on what I've seen. You're going to play a charge team, who I think is great. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you get an Eagles team that's playing really well right now. Next couple of weeks, we'll give you the opportunity to say, that's what. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we've watched Christian Kirk's success over the past two weeks, playing great and looks like he's worth every penny of that free agency contract. But what goes unnoticed at times is the play of Zay Jones and how that is helping Christian Kirk have success. And Zay Jones says at times you have to be a selfless receiver. But sometimes it can be difficult. You know, all of us receivers, we want the football, we want our moments. Um, but I think if you can understand the long game and you can stay in it and understand um, the schematic of what we're trying to do and that it's an entire team effort for a duration of 17 weeks, just giving all you have and opening up one of your teammates, they'll do that in return for you. So just doing the best I can to, whether it's, if it's to clear out somebody or if it's to take a top off of coverage or, you know, whatever it is, I'm willing to do that for him because vice versa. I know Christian's willing to do that for me. And Zay, he really thought about this answer when we talked about this. And I could tell, you know, it is difficult for him at this point because Zay Jones was the storyline of training camp. We really, I mean, we talked about Christian Kirk in preseason training camp. We didn't see a lot of him, which kind of had us really talking about Zay Jones. He's making impactful plays, but Christian Kirk has dominated the conversation the past two weeks yes you're selfless but I can also imagine it's a little difficult at times too I think if Zay was a rookie this would really bother him um Mm -hmm. he's been around the league and long enough to know he's an intelligent guy um his time is going to come and when it comes it's going to come to the tune of 25 yard plays uh it's been a little surprising frankly Ryan that Christian Kirk has been this good uh I think teams have entered the first two games figuring okay we're going to do this to take it away and I think that hasn't worked. And now you're getting to the point where I'm not sure teams in the first couple of games thought we've got to give two guys over here. We have to lean the defense. It's been more we have to have the guy who's covering him really concentrate on it and be aware. He's the key to the Jaguars' offense right now. Teams are going to have to figure out how to scheme that in the middle. Yeah. 
it's going to open up Zay Jones at some point, and when it does, it's going to be big-time plays. Well, in that 26-yard play, Zay Jones made it happen because he ran down the field and created the, the space. Here's what I've been impressed with, John. You, you hear all the time about when you get new players together, like a coach, a quarterback and a, and a wide receiver. Yeah, we're working on the relationship. We're out playing golf, which was the story with Christian and with, um, with Trevor. Well, you can see it. I mean, I think, I think it's uncanny already with just two games, the communication, the unspoken communication that those two have. I mean, you've seen better unspoken communication than I have. I mean, I saw it with Jimmy and with Mark, right? You saw it with Reggie and Marvin and, and Peyton. Um, but already in just two games. You can see it from those guys. It's 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 a really good sign. Mm-hmm. And Christian deserves a lot of credit for that. Lot. I'm not saying Trevor doesn't, but a lot of that is the receiver understanding what the quarterback wants quickly. Uh, Christian Kirk, a veteran guy, a very highly intelligent player, and able to adapt in the middle of plays very quickly because he really knows the playbook and he understands the scheme of the offense. And by the way, if we haven't said it enough, it's because he'll give credit to the fact that he was with Larry Fitzgerald and um, those other guys, De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I was thinking David Boston because I just wrote a story about the 2003 team and um, AJ Green. Right, he was with three Hall of Fame caliber guys in Arizona. They taught him well. Mm-hmm. And we talk about that relationship of Christian and Trevor. If you go back and watch Sounds of the Game, which is up on Jaguars.com now, you see on the sidelines when Trevor throws that short pass to Christian Kirk, they come back on the sidelines, and Christian's like, "Dude, were you ever going to throw it to me?" And it's just this. <laughs> This calmness after a huge monumental play that he's just like casually like, were you just going to run it in? Like at this point, just run it in. Yeah. <laughs> it's just great relationship. Yeah, great relationship. And that is around the locker room. When we come back on Jaguars drive time. Some he will, he won't, he might. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano. And we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six man of the year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Suddeth is Jacksonville's trusted and reliable moving company. Suddeth is proud to be the official moving company of the Jacksonville Jaguars. To get a stress-free quote, call 904-638-7536. We're back Jaguars drive time on Thursday, getting ready for a Sunday game against the Los Angeles Chargers. And it is time for he will, he won't, he might for that game. Brian, what do you got? I'm going with the head coach, Doug Peterson, and he will have his team ready to play on Sunday. They will not go out there and lay an egg like so many Jaguars teams have when playing the Chargers in particular or Seattle going out and just not being ready to go. I love the, you know, so what, now what, the way the players have embraced it. I love what I heard from the guys in the locker room yesterday, right? They know what they're up against. They're not living in the past on this deal. Um, Doug, by the way, won't worry about what's happened in the past. 
I find it interesting. You know, he gets all kinds of questions about it. young team. Does Trevor trust everything that's going on around him with all the newness? Um, you know, they haven't won on the West Coast and they haven't won away from home. And he, Doug, he didn't want to hear that. It doesn't matter to him. It has no impact on this team. And he won't let it bother him. He hasn't. And he won't let his team spend a moment thinking about excuses or reasons why they can't go out there and be ready to go on Sunday. And he might be smiling on the plane ride home on Sunday. Now, maybe that's because the Chargers aren't healthy and they get a chance to go out there and steal one. Or maybe just smiling because he knows, even if they don't win, and it would be on the inside, by the way, um, <laughs> that they're making progress and, and they're getting better and he's got them in the right direction, that they're believing in his philosophy, doing things the way he wants to, and then it's just a matter of time before they start to put some together. Mm -hmm. It's that long-term look of the season, right? And I go back to week one in post-Washington Commanders in the locker room, especially the players, man, really down, really frustrated, just for a moment. And, and I don't want to say Coach Peterson was smiling, but he was incredibly calm. He was incredibly just like, hey, fellas, it's okay. It's week one. And, I mean, I was upset. I think everyone was upset because you felt like you could win that game. Oh. And, and he was – the calmest guy in the locker room. His team is modeling him, which is a sure sign they believe in him. Mm -hmm. All right, John, what do you got? Uh, my he will, he won't, he might is uh, Devin Lloyd. Um, and he's an important matchup this week. He will be very important because of the presence of Austin Eckler. Yes. Um, you know, we all talk about Justin Herbert and the receivers, and Austin Eckler, the running back, he's a different guy than Jonathan Taylor, but he's very difficult to defend on the outside of the defense he's very quick which is he won't <laughs> Devin Lloyd um he won't shut Eckler down because you don't do that yeah no one does but what he oh back to he will I'm all over the place he will he uh -huh, won't he uh -huh. will so this is really he will he won't he will he might change it when uh, you need to he will make big plays against Eckler and give them a chance to disrupt that offense what I mean by that is if Eckler gets eight yards on, on on first down, Devin Lloyd with the Jaguars is a guy they haven't had probably since Telvin mm -hmm. who can turn second and two into third and eight with a six-yard loss and do it routinely. And uh, he might – I'm going to go interception here because the guy's ball skills are off the charts good. Uh, at some point this season, Devin Lloyd is going to make a play. I know he had an interception last week, but it was a tip ball, and even he said it was a tip and great play, but I think it was uh, Foley Fadakasi. He's going to make a play like he almost did in the end zone to turn a game around. I don't know if it will be against Justin Herbert, but it might be down near the goal line. Yeah. Big six. No, yeah, so <laughs> something like that he is going to do at some point this season. Yeah, He's I mean, going to be special. It's a great call because Eckler is a really elusive, shifty runner. Um, and you can just see that Lloyd is getting better week to week, more and more yes, comfortable. comfortable. Right, you don't shut guys like that down. But what Devin Lloyd is in the modern NFL, big play defense yeah. at mm -hmm. key times, he can be that sort of guy. Break serve. Yeah, and fast like Telvin, but bigger than Telvin too. Just a bigger body, takes up more space. Pounds, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so my he will, he won't, he might is Andre Sixco. He will continue to emphasize the need for turnovers. This entire secondary will. He's coming off a game where he had an interception. The Jaguars tied for first right now in the league with interceptions at five, and Cisco has one of them. They'll need to keep that going on Sunday. You're going to have to get some extra positions on offense to beat this Chargers team, and it's no question that the secondary is emphasizing the need to keep the speed going on how many turnovers they're getting on defense. 
He won't be overlooked this week. Might be the toughest matchup of his career so far. I know he is a young player, but I think this is the toughest going against Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. He spoke about it on Monday. Preparation will be key for Andre Sisco this week because he is going to get a lot of, lot of targets with these two receivers. He might be the key to the game, and I think you can make an argument there's a lot of keys to this game, yeah. but if this secondary doesn't play well, this can get ugly. I think Andre Sisco might be the key to this Jaguars defense this week. Well, they were really happy with the way the safeties played. Mm -hmm. uh, Rayshon Jenkins had four passes defensed in addition to the interception, especially the one in the end zone there. Yep. Um, and Sisco at Syracuse was a turnover guy. I mean, he had 13 takeaways in his two full seasons while he played there. So to see him finally get that one, maybe that's you know breaking the glass ceiling and giving him a chance to rise, but... It's good to go out to the West Coast to play a strong passing attack like this one, feeling good about your secondary. Very and much the, so. And they do. They feel very good about the way that the safety's played. Mm -hmm. Well, think about what we're talking about here. It, there's been, through two games, both safeties have a pick and your corner has a pick. Every time we talk about players right now, which just struck me as uh, looking at Cisco and uh, looking at Devin Lloyd, guys who maybe have a combined, what, five NFL games yeah. under their belt? They're going to have growing pains this year, but all these young guys that we're talking about, and I know it, it's kind of off topic, but all these, every guy we talk about is young, young, young. I expect growing pains on Sunday. I expect Herbert to get him a couple of times, and I don't expect this team to win. But these young players, there's so much potential and there's so much productivity that has already happened. They are growing. To, they are going to grow. And you're he will, he won't, he might. I think he's going to have a lot of fun with this team by the end of the season. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. And that is he will, he won't, he might. When we come back, Monday's headlines today on Jaguars Drive Time. Time for Monday's headlines today. Now, we won't have a Monday show because we are landing at 2 a.m. and she needs her beauty sleep. We'll have a Wednesday show. <laughs> yes. But we're still going to predict what we're talking about on Monday. Just chit-chatting. So, Brian, what are Monday's headlines today? Monday's headlines going to be left it all on the coast. Uh, I, I'm like John. It's hard to take a team, a young team like this, um, one that has lost the last 18 times they've played away from home, and say they're going to go win. But I think they're going to go play well. And I think that people are going to be energized by what they see on Sunday, and they're not going to be down about it. They're going to feel good about it. So you've heard the old saying, they left it all on the field, right? They left it all on the coast. Well, fans aren't going to feel good about it. They're going to be ticked because they want to win every game. And it, <laughs> well, I, I, think there's, I think there's a group of fans that will see right. it and go, okay. I think people are... Well, they don't write me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, I do know that. That's um, true, John. Uh, my headline is, Hmm. <laughs> and it's going to be said just like that. It's be, hmm. Because I think, like Brian said, I think a lot of fans are going to look at this game, and then once it's over after a day or two, they're going to look back and see a lot of things where they could have won. I, I, it might be a game where the Jaguars are sitting in the locker room talking about, you know what, we could have had it if A, B, and C. I think maybe a, a mistake or two, a big play. I anticipate Justin Herbert. I've been talking about it all week. He can make plays to beat you, even if you're in the right position. 100%. And it's a very detailed, you know, you could see a cornerback barely missing a ball that he could have gotten and a touchdown and thinking, man, if it had just been, it's that close. Mm -hmm. But with these good teams with high-powered offenses these days, we've all seen the games when the uh, Chargers and Bill, they haven't played in a while, but Chargers and Chiefs or Bills and Chiefs, it's one play. Jaguars, I don't think, are there yet. But I think fans are going to see a time when they could be there after this game. Yep. Mm -hmm. And mine is close, 
but make it 19. I think the Jaguars, like we all said, will be competitive. And that's, I mean, let's be frank, last year's team, this wouldn't be a close game. And we would go into that knowing that. I think they'll be competitive. I think this game will be relevant at the start of the fourth quarter. A year ago, that's all we could have asked for. Yeah, Close, but make it 19, but you feel progress as you move forward. I, I think a lot of people are going to be smiling, again, maybe a little later in the week, but yeah. they're, they're like the Washington loss, they're going to see a team that's not the same old Jaguars. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and that is Jaguars Drive Time on a Thursday morning. We will be back with you next Wednesday, like we said. No Monday morning show, but stay with us on Jaguars.com all weekend long for your game coverage. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.